Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump's 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program on the clock here, guys. We are so excited to welcome all of you who listen on the podcast. It's a great time to download Wendy Bell Radio wherever you get your favorite listening material. If you like us, follow us, share us, five-star review us, we would absolutely be delighted for you to join our one and a half, almost, million download strong army. Delighted to be with you. You know, it's interesting when things are going badly, and they are, you've got a border that is wide open, you've got more and more people saying, what are we doing? We've got inflation numbers now. Let's see. Under Joe Biden, prices have surged 17.7%. Americans have seen a 3.2% pay cut as hotter than expected inflation remains up 3.7% over last year. Of course, when asked about it, everybody in the Biden lying administration will say, it's Bidenomics at work. It works. We're doing a great job from the middle out and the bottom up. What does that mean? I would pay $100 right now to anybody in the White House press pool to say, hi, Corrine, uh, uh, what does that mean? Because she doesn't know. There are a few stories, though, as all of this proverbial, you know what is hitting the fan. They pepper in a few articles here and there to make it seem as though everything isn't completely upside down in this country. And one of those big stories is about Senator Bob Menendez. He is the living embodiment of swamp creature suck. Why do I say that? This is the second time he's been indicted. This is the third time he's been under federal investigation. You would think after the first time, if you were lucky to be flying so close to the sun and not get burned, you might kind of straighten up a little bit. You might look at at yourself in the mirror and say, "Uh huh, they're watching me. Maybe I ought not be doing these things like working as a foreign agent of Egypt. A foreign agent of Egypt. The guy who's in charge of the, what, foreign relations? 
top guy in that committee. And for years, he was accepting bribes and doing other stuff, had gold bars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he specifically now is being investigated for making certain policy decisions and pushing certain Egyptian wishes on our Congress. So now they're going to cover this story and they're going to kind of come down on this guy, though nobody is calling for him to be immediately tarred and feathered and taken out of office. Dude, you're a traitor. You should be tried for treason. This isn't negotiable. This isn't like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, we could look at it both ways. It's sort of like mutilating people, slicing their heads off, right? In front of their parents probably is, you're not going to be able to defend that. There's full-blown crazy and it's indefensible crazy no matter how much of a wacko leftist you are. I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying this. This is now two times I've agreed with John Fetterman, right? The first time was when he said that Congress or, you know, Washington isn't full of a whole lot of smart people. I was like, wow, we agree. We're simpatico, mi hermano, for a moment. And the second one, he's got to go. If you're a, a foreign actor, maledging to be somebody who serves our country, and you get caught... Pack your bags, get the hell out. That's what they did to Ken Paxton, right? Ken Paxton in Texas. All these allegations about Ken Paxton, not a lot of evidence, but why did that ever stop the left before? And what did they do? Basically, he was booted from his, from his office. He wasn't allowed to go there. He wasn't allowed to do any kind of official business until the machinations of the lawsuit, of the, of the charges, of the indictment were worked through in court but bob menendez apparently a masterful scumbag is still sitting in the senate here's your story though this is the smokescreen they're going to create a few headlines for you today to make it look like we do have some kind of bipartisanship going on that there's some kind of justice in this country that doesn't always suck for those who are common sense conservatives so here's your story cnn no doubt Federal prosecutors Thursday announced an additional charge against New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez and his wife, alleging they conspired to have the senator act as a foreign agent of Egypt. Now, (laughs) full stop. Get out! Pack your bags, and you and your wife, who looks always angry because she's a liberal, pack up and get the hell out. We'll call you... When your time to testify in court arrives. Until then, toodles. Beat it. And by the way, we should also have you on an ankle monitor. The superseding indictment filed against Menendez, which is just a fancy way of saying, oh, we've kind of got on a new one that's going to be bigger than the other one. So here it is now. Menendez, who was the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Of course he was. Right? It's so... Stupid. It's so obvious. It's so dirty. It's so corrupt. And that is why 99 House Republicans said, hey, Steve, Mr. Scalise, we wish you all the best in your recovery from cancer. Right? Godspeed. Step aside because you ain't getting it. We haven't come this far. 
We have a lot more to expose. And that is what that is all about. Menendez and his wife, Nadine, were indicted last month on corruption-related offenses and are accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes in exchange for the senator's influence. This is Joe Biden just on training wheels, right? The senator stressed his loyalty to the United States in a statement Thursday, arguing that the new charge goes against his, quote, long record of standing up for human rights and democracy in Egypt and in challenging leaders of that country. This is the part, though, that kicks you in the face. And this is what you got to hear. You ready? This is what he said. Quote, piling new charge upon new charge does not make the allegations true. Doesn't that sound so familiar? Well, wait a minute. That's what they're doing to John- Donald Trump. He's been indicted twice as many times as Bob Menendez now, and he's facing 91 different charges. According to Neil Cavuto, the hack on Fox, right? Certainly all of them can't be false. Unless they are rock star, uniparty swamp creature. Bob Menendez, I have a long history of serving. It's emotional to me. He's going to cue. We should cue the John Kirby cry. I just, uh, it's just, uh, I've worked so hard trying to steal from people and sell my office to people in other countries. I'm a good person. You suck, Bob. And so does your party. And so does every namby-pamby Republican in the Senate who doesn't say, pack up, hombre, adios. John Is John Fetterman literally the... <laughs> is he the guy? John Fetterman's the guy to say he needs to go. Really? This is where we are. Now, this is not the only story, of course, that they're dropping on us, trying to get us to believe that there is some sort of dual justice here, right? They don't always just come down on Republicans. How's this headline from Red State? IRS consultant pleads guilty to leaking tax return information, including Donald Trump's. What? Where has this been? Why is this dropping on us right now? Justice Department doesn't drop just cause. Thursday announced that a former IRS contractor has pled guilty to stealing and disclosing sensitive tax information to the press. The announcement comes weeks after the individual was charged with a crime which we heard nothing about. The documents he was accused of leaking were associated with some of America's wealthiest people, including former President Donald Trump. The clown who's accused some 38-year-old schlub out of Washington named Charles Little John pled guilty by using his role as a government contractor to gain access to private tax information, steal that information, and disclose it publicly, Charles Little John broke federal law and betrayed the public's trust, Merrick Garland said. Hey, Merrick, look at Joe Biden, all right? So it's cute that you're giving us this low-level dirtbag. But see, we've got our sights on a, a hierarchical system of suck. And at the top, Barack Obama. But right below that, everything involving Joe Biden and his crime family syndicate. Bob Menendez, a foreign agent. Really? Hi, Hunter. You're fine, though, dude. Oh, IRS guy named Charles Little John leaking stuff. Oh, it's so weird. 
Don't fall for it. Do not fall for it because it is entirely purposeful. So how about this? The shame of higher education. Flushing out all of the activists. They're not there to learn. They're there to be indoctrinated. Grooming 101. Proof of it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I, this this story hits home for me. Uh, I am a I am an advocate of higher education. I don't believe you have to go to college to be educated, and, and I think that is shown to us on a regular basis by the number of people, particularly black men, who are in the workforce, who are doing what they do, didn't go to college, who see with a clarity that white college educated liberal folks don't have and i'm thinking of like what is the disconnect well the disconnect is when you're out there working when you're paying your own bills when you see your pay stub and it says fica and you're like who's this fica guy right and you realize how much of your money is going away and how your quality of life is not improved with that monster bite out of your bottom line you start to pay attention to what's going on. Also, as a mom of five, I've got one college graduate. I've got one who's going to graduate in May. I've got one on his way to college and two who are in the pipeline. And, and I'm questioning, what are we doing? What are they going to get? Are they going to be adequately prepared by their father and by me? And we're not a highly political at home talk about politics family. I talk about it all day. I go home and I'm a mom. I clean, I do laundry, I cook, I pay bills, and I'm proud to do all of those things. Are my kids learning what is going on out there? Well, my son Ryan, if he goes to Vanderbilt, if he's lucky enough to get into his number one pick, is he going to go there and are they going to try to brainwash him? Is it possible? you got to be vigilant because this toxic atmosphere. There's so many sources of this toxic anti-Semitism going on that we're seeing vis-a-vis this barbaric Hamas attack on Israel. One is the corrupt university system. 51 U.S. student groups have written a letter that concludes, we support the resistance, we support the liberation movement, and we indisputably support the uprising. These are student groups at NYU. What do you want to think NYU goes for? It's probably 80 grand a freaking year. For what? This kind of noxious garbage? The president of NYU's Student Bar Association said that Israel's apartheid regime is the only one to blame for all the chaos. 31 Palestine solidarity groups at Harvard University echoing the same sentiment. Swarthmore, Swarthmore Students for Justice in Palestine said it honors the martyrs of Hamas. Graffiti writers scrawled, long live, I'm not even going to say, Israel is dead, we'll say that, on Stanford sidewalks. Students at George Washington University, one of the most expensive private institutions of higher learning in America, held a vigil for the martyrs of Palestine. This is a small sample of the dangerous student idiocy. A full catalog would take forever. But now this is interesting. The Harvard student groups who got behind that letter saying, we stand with Palestine, full stop, 
Not your time to do that, yo. Not the message you want to get across. Not when babies are being beheaded. Full stop. Now those student groups are getting doxxed. The boomerang coming back and hitting them in the face. A truck drove down Harvard University's campus Wednesday, displaying the names and the faces of several students allegedly affiliated with student groups that co-signed that letter blaming Israel for Hamas's attack. The stunt claimed by the conservative media group Accuracy in Media comes after several CEOs have called on Harvard to release the names of the students affiliated with groups tied to the controversial letter that solely blamed Israel for the attacks. The billboard called the students, quote, Harvard leading anti-Semites. In a message on X, hedge fund CEO Bill Ackman, as we told you yesterday, called for students to be named so he and other companies don't hire them. One should not be able to hide behind a corporate shield when issuing statements supporting the actions of terrorists, he wrote. This is what I say to you about the struggle going on in the House of Representatives. You should not be able to hide behind a student group of suck when you get called on the carpet for sucking. Similarly, our House, which is in its own civil war right now because there's a, there's a segment of the Republican Party that sees what's going on, that's MAGA, making America great again. This should not be controversial. It should be the unifying battle cry of the conservative movement. But you have a nice segment of about 114 others who like all of the prime political assignments. They like all of the money they get from the interest groups. They like snuggling up to a speaker who's in the uniparty, who helps them with their reelection. It should be any vote for speaker all on the House floor. All a live roll call for us all to see. No backroom deals, no secret votes, no anonymity. We want to know who you people really are. Is that too much to ask? So let's talk about liberalism invading education. Oh boy. I got it for you. Harvard professors pushing back next. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. You know, we do on this show often, well, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. It's like our focus. To call out people who we disagree with, people who we believe are dangerous, people who we believe have the wrong message for America, people who don't have our values, people who don't care the way we do. We believe that making America great again, that moniker, is something for which we are proud. And I think it's hilarious that they try to demonize us for it. But sometimes this comes back and it bites people in the butt. And that is what's going on on college campuses all over the place. And what we are learning is exactly what those of us who live in Realville have been warning about and talking about for years. This is nothing new. That... that progressive left-wing you know communist marxist socialist activism is is fed is born is spread is taught on college campuses factual actual but there's pushback because there are some people who still understand what's going on and thank goodness a hundred of them work at harvard so you've got your harvard student body You've got your elite creme de la creme. Oh, he went to Harvard. I'm a proud product of state schools. Right? 
I have no problem with that. It's not where you go. It's who you are afterwards. This is the headline on Breitbart. There is such a thing as evil. 100 plus Harvard professors condemn the more than 30 pro-terror student groups on its campus. This is important. Look, the reason why these sniveling, bubble-wrapped participation trophy, Starbucks latte-drinking nightmares have had a platform, have had any kind of momentum, is because the grown-ups in the world have allowed it to happen. What's happened to us? Where's the pushback? I knew who was boss at my house. All of a sudden, these kids seem to think that they deserve an awful lot. They deserve a full 401k. They want a six-figure salary. They want their student loans erased. They want the finest medical care, all the while doing nothing to contribute and bitching all the time about everything. You suck. How about that? And now there's this weird, like, collision course where the crybaby student population of social justice activism, which only makes people angry. Do you ever notice that these people are never, they're never smiling. They're never happy. They're angry. Here, I'm going to go get all my black on, all my black clothes, maybe my Doc Martens, maybe some extra eyeliner. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be angry. These are these people. I feel for you. Instead of 87,000 IRS agents, we should have 87,000 freaking therapists give you people a break, some help. But Harvard professors are now standing up and they're saying, look, we've let this crazy go on for too long. The professors also called out Harvard's leadership for failing to properly react to their students. Did anybody expect anything else? In an open letter to Harvard President Claudine Gay and the Harvard University leadership, the professors said that the recent attack in Israel, terror attack, quote, should not mislead us to create false equivalencies between the actions leading to this loss. Hamas planned and executed the murder and kidnapping of civilians, particularly women and children and the elderly, with no military or other specific objective, they wrote. This meets the definition of a war crime, the professors affirmed. The Israeli security forces were engaging in self-defense against this attack while dealing with numerous hostage situations and a barrage of thousands of rockets hidden deliberately in dense urban settings. The Harvard, Harvard professors went on to slam the more than 30 student groups in question, stating that, quote, while terrorists were still killing Israelis in their homes. 35 Harvard student organizations wrote that they hold, quote, the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence, with not a single word denouncing the horrific act of Hamas. In the context of the unfolding events, this statement can be seen as nothing less than condoning the mass murder of civilians based only on their nationality. What is it with Jews? Why do so many people hate the Jews? What, a, what an ugly underbelly in this country and around the world. 
a, a hatred of certain people based on their religion. How, how is that not outrageously objectionable? Where are all the flags for Jews' lives matter? Where, where is that outcry? These students have no idea what they're talking about. Do you think any of them were plugged into the stories that we've stumbled upon that, that that's why I'm not sleeping for heaven's sakes? Like, you have to know what's going on. You don't want to know what's going on. Stories of people going into, people going into their safe rooms. That, that you live in a society where you know you are so hated. And that the call to exterminate you is so loud that you need to have an area built underground in your house so you and your children can hide just in case. Just in case. Just in case somebody wants to come and kill you. And one of the stories I read, and I, and I wonder if any of these crying co-eds, these, these support llama needing ne'er-do-wells on these college campuses, if they've read these articles, the mother, the father, the three young children who went into their safe room thinking maybe they were safe, only for Hamas to set their house on fire. And the father's last communication with family was a message saying they were running out of oxygen. They were dying under their burning house. He didn't realize that his aged mother had been slaughtered at about the same time his, his house had been set on fire in the next town over, right? This is a full stop. This is madness. At least there are some professors there who seem to be aware. How about this? A petition to fire a Yale professor who called for solidarity with Hamas murderers who slaughtered Israelis hits 35,000 signatures. A petition to remove a Yale professor from her position after she sent out a number of tweets. See, this social, this social justice, this woke box checking, this equal opportunity, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you welcome people in based on what they look like, where they come from, what their DNA says over their abilities, over who they are as a human being. Because if properly vetted, this Zarina Gru Gruel from the Yale faculty for promoting lies and violence, that's what the petition says, refers to a series of tweets sent by her, she wouldn't be allowed there. But we got to show everybody in this stupid world where nobody's equal because it's about extra.
Ask the L's and the G's about that because the T's want extra. You people don't matter. We matter. Y'all fall around for us, right? What is going on? 35,000 signatures. On October 7th, Gruel, Zarina Gruel, Yale faculty member, wrote, tweeted, or, or sent out somehow, I guess. I'm trying to figure out where she sent it, but it was on social media. She wrote, my heart is in my throat. Prayers for Palestinians. Israel is a murderous, genocidal settler state. And Palestinians have every right to resist through armed struggle, solidarity. And then she did the hashtag free Palestine. Several days later, as the depravity of the Hamas attacks became clear, she wrote in a response to a tweet from Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, quote, no government on earth is as genocidal as the settler colonial state. She's also in recent days retweeted posts, so it's Twitter, that claim Israel has a mad bloodlust and that those who support the Jewish state would have, quote, been posting, I stand with slave owners during rebellions this is an individual in a position of some kind of notoriety at yale of suck we've got the president of penn state university calling riley Gaines a bigot for standing up in solidarity with women who don't want dudes walking naked in their dressing rooms and locker rooms. That, that you guys, that's above reproach. I mean, that's beyond. She should be silenced and censored immediately. And so what happened? Riley Gaines is not disinvited from speaking at Penn State University. We couldn't possibly expose our students to such dangerous rhetoric that men can't be women and that we shouldn't fall over ourselves to accommodate them. Hello, crazy train. Liberals, are you waking up? Because everything that sucks in this country, in this world, is because of you. You. Every time I see a Biden-Harris sign, I've seen one I kid you not in a year, but I scoffed at the people who have it in their yard, right? The most voted for president in American history, nobody seems to be supporting, right? Black Lives Matter, all are welcome here. Science is science, love is real. Well, I judge you because all of this crazy is because of your lack of mental awareness, your ease of getting swept into the wave of wokeness, because you are weak and you found membership in the club better than standing alone and thinking for yourself. And so as we scratch our heads and wonder why every college university is a cesspool of liberal suck, I blame you. Specifically, you white, college-educated liberal women. You. And you know who you are. All right, don't go anywhere. You know, walls work, so do guns. Amazing guns. What Israel is now doing. It's amazing. An amazing about-face for a very anti-gun country. It's necessary, and it's happened. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I gotta hear the singing. Hold on. There we go. You know, it's not like it's a mystery that walls work. 
They, the, the, <laughs> the sheer lunacy with, with taking something that's factual and trying to bastardize it and make it to be the thing that's, that's terrible, that's anti-freedom, that's anti-all of these things, and it's so mean and hurtful. It's such a liberal thing to do. I'm so over it. Aren't you over it now all of a sudden? Like, four in seven, whatever the percentage is, is that 58%, is that 60%, whatever it is, of Americans polled, Democrats included, say, you know what? I think we need to fill, finish the wall. Oh, really? Wow. How do you like Donald Trump now? And then then the whole idea about guns. Look, there's a reason why we're in the 50th month, I think, of more than one million gun sales in a month in this country. Why is that? Because Americans know nobody's coming for you. They're not going to help people in Israel. They're not going to go save Americans. It's so clear, right? And now all of a sudden, this is a headline from the Times of Israel, and it's noteworthy. It debunks all of the leftist nonsense about guns kill people. Well, you know what? Criminals kill people. Thugs kill people. Murderous, savage, barbaric militants kill people. But people like myself who went and got trained, right? And who owns multiple firearms and is pleased to say, I've got a nice stockpile of ammo, and I hope you do too. We're not your problem. They know you're not the problem. They just want to take the last, the last protection you have between being completely overrun by a government that sucks. That's what it is. National Security Minister, Itamar Ben-Gavir, Announced on Tuesday, his ministry is purchasing 10,000 rifles to arm civilian security teams, specifically those in towns close to Israel's borders around the country, as well as mixed Jewish Arab cities and West Bank settlements. This, by the way, as Lindsey Graham is make hack more, make, make hacky, Lindsey Graham is making the rounds saying we should totally bomb Iran. Do it now. What? What? Hi. World War Three. Ah, I've got a bunker. The minister who heads the far right party, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, said 4,000 assault rifles had already been acquired from an Israeli manufacturer and will be distributed immediately. Helmets and bulletproof vests have also been acquired and will be distributed among along with the assault rifles. Look, that, that, that needs to happen. That, that, that people, human beings, where they live, have to dress like, like soldiers and be on alert at all times is the fact of where we are. In a statement to the press on Tuesday, Ben Gavir said, the new weapons and equipment will be distributed to hundreds of towns that have civilian security teams, some of which are manned by civilians who also volunteer in the border police. Guns work. Guns work. Do we wish we could live in a utopia where everybody in, you know, peace was abundant like it was under Donald Trump? Peace is abundant where people don't hate each other based on religion or race or politics, where you can just be who you want to be or not be and be left alone and not have to worry about 
people wanting to hurt you. Of course, I share in your utopian dream, but we live in reality. And the reality is there are a lot of ugly people out there. A lot of ugly people who dislike you and me for whatever reason. And in Israel, we talked about it earlier in the week, the hoops to get a gun, which is why 4% of Israelis have the ability to have a gun. Why is that? Guns kill people. We want to be a safe people in one of the least safe environments on planet Earth. Your people should have been armed and trained and everything. Where were you, Netanyahu? Where were you? Were you clutching the pearls of liberal activism? Creating an environment in which now your people have been sitting ducks. They have no way to defend themselves. And ask yourself this question, where you live, if some lunatic broke into your house, kicked in your door, and made their way into your inner sanctum, your homestead, your castle, how would you get them out? How would you neutralize them? How would you protect your family? Well, you wouldn't in these areas that have adopted these ridiculous ideologies that guns kill people. It's far too dangerous. Okay. That brings us to what today is. Friday the 13th. I'm not a big Friday the 13th person, but this particular one, considering Hamas is calling for a global jihad. I'm seeing all these things about airports conducting these emergency drills. I know people are edgy, walking around on alert as we should be. What should we prepare for? What, what does a national security expert who served in the United States military, who is a federal agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigations, who worked under the auspices of the Department of Defense, what does he see in America as the threat now? What do we do? John Guandolo on deck next. Do not miss our number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program.